Hello and welcome to an exceptionally long overdue episode of <laughs> Divorce and Everything in Between. I'm Carla DaCosta. I am a divorce coach and the author of two books on divorce here in Australia. I work primarily with women but also some men supporting them to leave their marriages or to thrive on their journey after leaving a marriage and this episode is for you. I recently recorded a masterclass on the common mistakes I see men and women make after separating and it was so positively received that it was content that I didn't want to just save on my desktop and never use again. So I have converted it today into a podcast episode, sharing with you the mistakes I see men and women make and the things that I wish they were doing instead. I hope this inspires you and please enjoy this as I settle into my new home and I get settled back into creating content via podcasts again. When I packed up my home in September, October of 2022 in Perth, I said, to myself that I was not going to do another podcast until I found myself settled in my new space, in my new life, whenever that time happened to happen for me. And that has happened in March of 2023. I have so much to say on everything that I have learned in the last six months by pulling the ripcord on my old life where I was living in Perth for the last 20 years and married. I moved to Perth for my ex-husband when I was 21 and the decision to move away and base myself on the other side of the country because I knew that I had outgrown Perth even though my ex-husband is very happily living in Perth and my daughters at the present moment are happy in Perth also. I've learned so much about myself, so much about living our dharma, living our karma and living our best life and finding ourselves aligned back in with our own life paths again. But until I'm ready to record that, please enjoy this if you didn't listen to the masterclass and please enjoy re-listening to it if you were somebody who listened to it the first time and took so much from it. Lovely to be back with you guys again and I will be back here again soon. Hi and welcome to the masterclass that I am doing for you today on things I see men and women doing commonly after a separation and what I wish they were doing instead. Why am I running this masterclass today? It's because I ran a poll on my Instagram stories recently and I was blown away by the response actually. The question was, how many of you here feel like nothing has really changed in your life despite your best efforts? And of the people that voted, 85% of you said, in a shade of the same that no matter what you do it feels like one step forward two steps back nothing you do ever really changes in your life you are always finding yourself in the shade of the same situation or circumstance so what does this tell me it tells me that the women and men that are following me are not actually doing 
what it is for them uniquely that they need to be doing to heal, to grow, to evolve, to move themselves forward. You are doing the things that are superficially or on your conscious mind, what you believe you need to be doing to move yourself forward, but they're actually not the things that you need to be doing to move yourself forward. And so often when clients come to me, we end up working on something that they never came to me for. (laughs) There's what we think is going on for us and is the problem. And then there's actually what a professional like myself can see is actually going on for you. And so this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people following me right now, getting very inspired by my posts, saving my posts, creating an album for my posts. That shit is not going to move you forward. So this is where I'm going to share with you the common things that I see men and women, because it's the same emotional journey, doing after a separation, whether they are divorced or not, and what I wish they were doing instead. And I've taken some notes. So if I look down, that is why if you hear some scrumbling of paper, it's me turning the page. So number one thing that I see over and over again in men and women that come to me or that are in my inbox talking to me, it's an over-focus on their ex-partner, what they are doing, not doing, what they're not agreeing to, what they're blocking them from, how difficult they are being, everything that they've done that's a mistake, everything that they could have done better. Actually, your growth and your movement forward in life comes down to you. It actually is irrelevant what your ex is doing or not doing. Your movement forward in life comes down to the change that you do within yourself. We have to assume that our ex is not going to change. When we accept how hard it is to change ourselves (laughs) then we let go of ever trying to change anybody else and we accept that it's futile my saying here is like pushing porridge up a hill impossible to make somebody change or see their mistakes if they're not willing to or if they don't think they're doing anything wrong when we are focusing on our ex understand that we are doing two things we are maintaining a mo- uh, an emotional connection with somebody that we no longer want to be emotionally connected to every time we dive back into a conversation with somebody about our ex we are fulfilling a need to feel emotionally connected to them even by our anger and frustration that's what it is love and anger sit on the same emotional vibrational plane as one another so when you're talking about somebody in anger and when you're talking about somebody in love it's the same vibrational emotional connection so if you want to connect with somebody talk about them if you don't want to emotionally connect with somebody any longer stop talking about them and start focusing on you because what I wish my clients were doing is I wish they were only focusing on themselves Why was I ever attracted to this person? Why am I still here? Why does his behavior or her behavior still trigger me? What does this say about me? What do I need to do about this so that this individual can go off and live their life and do whatever they want towards me? But I'm no longer triggered. I'm no longer held back by it. I'm no longer manipulated by it. That is what I want you to be focusing on. You, not them. Number two, focusing on their outer world, not their inner. It's not what you do 
and it's not how you look that is going to help you attract the next partner that's right for you. Now, if you focus on your outer world, so by that I mean how you look, maybe going to the gym, getting a new you know, wardrobe, um, how you do your hair, your eyelashes, whatever it is for you. That will get you somebody on a date, it will land your partner. But if somebody is hooked into you by how you look and what you do in the world and how you present in the world, then they are going to very easily fall out of love and connection with you because it's not deep enough. I want my clients and I wish my clients to be following and only be interested in their inner world. Yes, stay fit and healthy. That's 100% conducive to finding a partner and feeling good in ourselves, as is dressing well and all of those things. But it is your inner world and who you are on the inside, what you have to offer a person on the inside that is going to allow you to attract a partner that's going to be a long-term, emotionally deep connection. The more emotional depth you have to yourself, to your life, the more emotional depth you can offer to a partner. And that is where you meet soul connections, like I talk about in my book, Finding Love After Divorce, that actually stand the test of time and are quality enough that neither of you want to go anywhere. When you stay superficial with how you look, understand you are attracting superficial into your life. The superficial will get you a date, it will hook you somebody, but the chances of it being a long-term person, when we're actually looking for depth and emotional intimacy now, men and women, post-divorce, to actually be something that we want to stay in forever, to settle, to to lock horns with again and and, um, share a house with somebody like that again, it has to be special. And there are many attractive people out there in the world, but soul connections are rare. So you must connect with your soul, you must connect with your inner world, and you must do the work to be able to emotionally be in tune with who you are, how you really feel, and what you have to offer to the world beyond how you look beyond your job profession and what you think you do in the world number three thinking that time will heal and everything will come together if you give yourself some more time I have to laugh at this one because I'm six years post my divorce um, journey now and I can tell you right now I am not here in the place that I am in myself emotionally personally um, in the relationship that I'm in today because I just gave it some time (laughs) if it was that easy we'd all be living as our best selves and everybody would be thriving and that's not happening because time doesn't heal time is not magic and Tony Robbins has a wonderful saying where anybody can sit under a tree meditate on their own and think that they are evolved But as soon as you are in a relationship with somebody, as soon as you are in a connection with another human being, it reflects back to you all of the work that you haven't done and all of the inner work that you need to do. It's very easy to sit on your own as a single person and feel good in yourself. 
your voids within yourself, what needs to be healed, what your fears are, what your beliefs and lacks are, you are not going to know them until you are sitting in front of somebody like me and I ask you the right questions and it becomes quite poignant what's actually going on for you. And that's also going to be shown up for you in relationships. When you enter your next relationship, all of the wounds and traumas and fears from the past and beliefs about yourself that you have are going to be triggered by your relationships and that's when we invite to do the inner work to actually heal them time will not heal you please don't buy into this belief that we have that keeps us in our comfort zone from stepping out into that more vulnerable place of allowing somebody to see you for who you really are for all your fears for all your wounds for all the things that you know deep down are really going on for you but you're kind of acting like they're really not time will not heal them (laughs) number four You are in your masculine and you don't even know it. Many clients will have heard me say this, that I treat (laughs) this in almost all of my clients. You've gone through such a wounded, hurtful experience being in your marriage before it even ended. And then if I'm catching you after you've been through the process of divorce, then you are even more of that energy of being quite closed, hurt, wounded, shields up, guarded, repressed. Many of you here have not been sexually intimate with somebody, certainly not in a very sensual, um, self-appreciating way where you've been exploratory and having all of that kind of passion for many, many years. And actually that is being in the feminine to be in our feminine is to feel empowered yes successful yes but also intuitive in flow sensual self-appreciative very comfortable in your own skin very comfortable in a man seeing you in your own skin very comfortable in your body able to express your needs to verbalize your needs to have the confidence to be who you are as a woman and to move through the world with a different kind of energy than a woman who is very closed repressed feels like she is presenting a facade of success but actually that's not you in your feminine and there is this uh, belief that to be in your feminine is to somehow to be weak that you can't be successful that you can't get things done Also, there is this idea that being in your feminine means, you know, you're wearing, you know, nice flowy dresses and you wear your hair in a certain way and you get your nails done. That's all bullshit. Being in your feminine is an energetic embodiment on the inside. It's a woman who is moving from this place, which is our heart space or our womb space, which is the feminine, not in this space, the head. If you are in your head and you're rational and you're logical and you're making decisions based on what feels right and what is smart and what is rational, then you are in your masculine. This is the feminine. This should be leading you. Intuition, trust, flow, sensuality, movement, um, peace, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Masculine is completely rational, logical, spreadsheet, what else direction purpose driven so as a woman successful in her own business i dip and dive between the two but when i'm in my relationship i'm here i have to be otherwise he's not turned on by me being so dry so rational so logic 
And there are a whole heap of skills that many women don't even realise that they don't have because we've often watched mums in their masculine kind of be the boss of the home and the stronger one in the home. So you've observed and taken on the behaviour of your mother and you brought it to the relationship and so you are the more controlling um, force in the home and often the person that's carrying everybody in the relationship and making it happen and keeping it all together. If that's you, your masculine muscle is too strong. That is a very important quality that you need to work on to be able to be your most successful version of yourself as a woman, both personally and professionally. You will engage people more in your in a professional sense when you stand up and speak. You will engage and you will attract men in an entirely different way when you are also of this energy as well. Because a masculine man is drawn to the lightness of a feminine woman. And that doesn't mean she has to be light and not successful. You can be very empowered, independent, and in your feminine. And this is a skill that you need to learn in terms of an embodiment practice, in terms of the conversational skills that you don't realize you don't have. Because so many women accidentally emasculate men without even realizing that they are, believing that they are are being strong, independent and you know, putting their best self forward. If this resonates with you, you need to be in my newly divorced program. I don't care how long it's been since you've been separated. This is for you. And that is one of the core underlying focuses within that program because I treat it so much. Number four, <laughs> looking to be saved. If you are seeking love and connection to not be alone and to avoid being on your own, if you are needing to be chosen so that you feel attractive and good enough and like you've still got it, if you are seeking out a partner hoping that their financial strength and what they bring to the table financially is going to help you financially feel more capable, more strong, more secure, then we know that you have some voids within your own self-growth and involvement that we must address before you go into a relationship. When we come into a relationship from a place of lack, we are coming into it needing to be saved. And so this doesn't mean that we have to come into a relationship perfectly healed or with nothing going on, but you must be embracing the growth journey and you must be doing everything that you can to feel as financially empowered and strong and confident as you can possibly do in your own particular space as a single woman or a single man. You must know and believe that you are good enough whether somebody chooses you or not. You must feel the same in yourself whether you're single or taken. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then that's the work that you must do that's going to make you magnetic to the opposite sex because they know they must show up in their best self to keep you in their circle. Otherwise, you're coming to somebody needing them more than you should to make yourself feel better, to make yourself feel secure, to make yourself feel good enough. And that's never the right energy to come to love with. Two whole individuals coming together as their best selves or at close to as they can 
coming together, bringing their beautifulness together and into the world. That is love. That is what we call, um, it's, it's not codependent. And so many of you in your marriages, myself included, was codependent. I looked to my partner to make the big financial decisions. It saved me from having the responsibility to be, to do, to be the person to do that. Having a partner made me feel safe and secure. Having a partner and a husband made me feel chosen like I wasn't out there on the shelf waiting for somebody to choose me when we are in marriage the majority of us were codependent in some degree or form and so this is the work that you must do to be able to attract a different quality of partner not a shade of the same like many of you here are cycling through these are what I call soul life path hurdles what are the things that you must embody and overcome now, knowing that if I don't do it now, I'm still going to have to have it as a problem in my life a year from now? If it is a financial disempowerment or disbelief about yourself, if you feel very um, afraid and vulnerable to open up sexually and emotionally to a man because of some trust issues and some wound issues. Well, I mean, if you don't work on that now, that's going to still be in your psyche in six to 12 months time. The sooner you address it, the sooner you pass over that hurdle and you move through your life path, having evolved over that level, ready for the next thing because there's always something else to evolve into our psyches our subconscious is that complex that as we start pushing against our comfort zones we find all sorts of things within us that we didn't realize that we have that are actually limiting us and holding us back a bit like having an upper um, glass ceiling in your psyche about what you believe you're possible of who you believe you could be what you believe you deserve and the last one, you think the inner work is reading books, listening to podcasts and consuming free content from multiple people at the one time every single day. <laughs> now, if that sounded like overwhelm, it should have done because it is. <laughs> the most important thing that you could be doing is actually focusing on one particular area of your healing and growth at the one time. I say this to my clients all the time. I'd rather you go on a walk in silence for now and then stop listening to podcasts. Give your head a break. You are shoving content in your body, in your mind, like it's going to magically change your psyche and magically fix everything. It's not. You're just plugging your head with information. You're not embodying any any of it. If any of this free or kind of um, surface level content actually worked to be able to change the psyches of people so simply, then we would have a world full of people living as their best version of self, not cycling around the same issues within their own self over and over again. And we're not seeing that because these modalities, books and podcasts and free content on Instagram, inspire you and they highlight to you the work that you need to do on yourself, but they're not the inner work. And I can't stress this enough. When I'm talking to people in my inbox and they're messaging me and I'm engaging back, 
what am I looking for? I'm looking for the person in my followers that's sitting there with their hand up and they want to change. Because too many people want to be inspired and not enough of you want change. I'm ready, I'm done and dusted with everything that I've actually done. When somebody's sitting in front of me and they've got their hand up and they want me and they want help and they want to do the work, I'm 100% there. If somebody's in my inbox wanting me to just make them feel better, give them free answers, which I know is not going to help them, I don't put my energy there. Soon as somebody wants me 100%, I know that person is committed, they're done and dusted with the past, and they are willing to dive deeper and actually do the work. I can only help people that have their hand up and want it bad enough. And this is where sometimes if we have a cushy, comfortable life, a bit of money in the bank, a job that's not that bad, but not that good, but it's okay. You know, it's not uncomfortable enough. (laughs) If you are too comfortable, then it's too easy for you to stay in your comfort zone and to not sit yourself in front of somebody like me and let yourself be vulnerable, let yourself be seen and actually open up to what's going on for you in your inner world. There are too many people that are comfortable being uncomfortable. Many of my clients are actually not the most wealthiest of clients. Actually, they are in a point in their life where they are so uncomfortable for whatever reason that they are choosing to make it happen. And that's the person that I want, the person that's done and dusted and that knows I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I must invest in myself. I must go deeper than just being inspired and looking for somebody's content every day to make me feel good about myself. That shit doesn't change lives. That shit gives you a dopamine hit. (laughs) I probably should have given a swear warning before this, but it's true. And it's one of the biggest frustrations that coaches talk about because we are here to serve and I can see what so many people in and around me that are following me need to focus on and do for themselves to actually move themselves forward to take that dial and move it forward but I can't choose it for you until you decide that you're ready for it and you choose it for you and this is the frustration for somebody like me who can see what's really going on with a a person and wants it for them but I have to sit and wait (laughs) until you want it for you bad enough I hope this has inspired you. I know for some of you, I've maybe hit some points that are going to be triggering you. And if you have made it to the end of this um, and you still like me, then thank you because I am here to serve. Always remember when you look at me, I was a stay-at-home mum in 2016 who had been out of the workforce for five years and I was in my masculine. I was very closed and repressed. I had been through a very traumatic, emotionally abusive relationship that had left me feeling very low in myself and very unconfident. And I say this having a reasonably good with my uh, relationship with my ex-husband. There is no, um, you know, I don't have any anger towards him. We are great parents, we have great children and we've been able to fully evolve out of that space. This is you share me sharing my personal journey with you without actually being down on him at all. I want that for you. And so I can give you the hard word a little bit because I was once you. (laughs) 
you know so I have evolved past it and that makes me very skilled at seeing within you what needs to actually happen not what you think needs to happen but what I can see actually needs to happen and it's why I've been able to create the newly divorced program I've done my own personal growth my own work to get here it has not been time it has not been magic there's nobody that has just magically magic carpeted me to this space I have done the inner work and I've worked with many many coaches many individuals including some of the women and coaches that I have included into the newly divorced program I know that it works and I want it for you but I need you to want it for you first